How you doing, Gideon? All right, Rabbi Shachit. Good evening. Microphone again. Can you get this? Okay. We are. Uh, we're gonna. Even though the, the participants I see are the same people, and we actually got to Paragimel, but it's been a long break. So let's go. Let's go. Since we're not that far into it, let's go back to Parag. Let's go back to Shar Dalit Paragal, which is the beginning of Shar Hatorah. Um, as we have described before, the, the Ramchal and the excuse me, the Nefesh Hatorah is that the the purpose of Shah Torah is to show the centrality of Limud Torah of the study of Torah, and that everything else is secondary to it. Um, the entire the, the our entirety the entirety of our being is focused on Limud Torah. He really touched on this a little bit. If you'll recall, way back when we studied, probably probably close to a year ago, in Shar Aleph, uh, Parak Yud Aleph, he talks about this. He talks about this idea of um, when he spoke about the machlokas, the debate between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shimon Yochai, whether or not um, whether or not you have to be Hanik Behen Derech Eretz, whether or not Torah, there has to be a normalization of Limunat Torah, which is the normalization of Limunat Torah would be that. Uh, that one is uh, is in, the intention is that one should uh, engage in some sort of parnasa, some sort of livelihood at the same time. And we said that there are there are a select few people. There are yechide segula whose entire lives are are meant to be dedicated to limanatura. And as such, such people, if they were if they were to be osik in derech eretz, they would they would be called enan oisin return and shalmakom. Not doing what Hashem wants them to do, because those people, were they to engage in Torah all the time, all of their work would be done by the, uh, through others. But for the vast, vast majority of people, that is not the case. Most people need to have a balance in their lives. However, whenever you have a balance, there's always one thing is the focus, one thing is primary, and the second is secondary. And that that can sometimes be defined by how much time you spend on something, or sometimes not. Sometimes it's not even a matter of the time spent on it. But it's the importance that one one attributes to it, the amount that one dedicates the, themselves to it. And Limanatura is supposed to be that dimension of our lives that we focus everything on. In Shardalit, we're going to go through and express and show exactly how important Limanatura really is, how important the study of Torah actually is, and what exactly are the ramifications of, of that vis a vis our daily avoda, our daily service. And how we focus, what what it is that we what it is that we build ourselves towards. What is the goal of what we're trying to accomplish in our lives? Okay, so Shardal Paragalf Oidzois Amarti Lavoi Megillah Sefer Kosiv says Rebbeim Velazner it is my intention to write for you, clarify for you the following: Begoydel Chachiyu Shel Eisak to try to quantify for you the greatness or the the breadth of the obligation of being osik batura, being engaged in Torah study. I'll call Ish Yisrael Yom Balayla, that this is an obligation that a person has to do day and night. Regarding the Ramam adds that whether he's shalim begufah and by Yisrael, it doesn't make a difference if a person is healthy or he's not healthy. The, the obligation to study Torah is there consistently. Let's try to expand and understand what exactly the purpose is, what exactly is accomplished through Limanat Torah. And the way we'll do that is we'll try to express for you exactly how precious and how glorious 
this uh, this idea of studying Torah actually is, where it actually gets a person. Um, uh, okay. Um, yeah. So, the Ha'adam Hayashar, Ha'osik, the Hoga Ba, the Torah's Chesed Alashonai. If a person who is who is who is uh, straight is straight, a person who who understands what he's supposed to do and he engages in the study of Torah and spends time on it, Torah's Chesed Alashonai, the Torah, the 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 Torah of Chesed is is with him all the time, meaning. He studies Torah uh, altruistically for no other purpose other than to know the Torah as to Torah completely. The purpose being solely to bring Nachas uh, Ruach um, would mean uh, uh, Hashem's. Uh, uh, hmm. I'm struggling for a good translation of the words Nachas Ruach it means that in Akash Baruch Hu, it 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 show it puts Hashem in a frame, so to speak. In a, let's put this parenthetically. Parenthetic. It seems like the like it puts Hashem in the right frame of mind. In other words, Akash Baruch person. It shows that a person is connecting to the Tzibanishlam. The Ish Das Kayach, and a person of intellect who rallies his strength. The Tamcha Ulasada Ulahachzik B'Dakeha. That he sort of seeks to support it and to hold it up and to strengthen all of the different the foundations of what that Torah is. Then, when the reality is that nowadays, unfortunately, the the degree to which people have been engaged in Torah study has decreased over generations. And nowadays, in our generation, we're already at a place where it, where it doesn't it doesn't hold the same attraction, doesn't hold the same value as it used to. Um, it can it is now found the Torah has been abandoned and left on the lowest possible level. As you see amongst the many amongst the masses, that there's just people are so burdened with the difficulty of earning a living, of trying to trying to hold body and soul together physically, that they've abandoned the the necessities of of Torah study. And there are also others who truly want to do the right thing. They want to connect to their master. And these people, unfortunately, are misled, and they they engage in the study of Yerushalayim of, of how to perfect one's character, about how to about how to what what the what the how to how to uh, emulate or to feel. Yerushalayim. That's what. That's what they, they're learning. Sifrei Musar. They don't dedicate the majority of their time to the study of Torah. The mikros, whether it be it psukim, the halachos merubos, or the many different halachos, and there's no satisfaction from what they do. The light of Torah does not light them up. 
Hashem Yislach Hashem, God forgive them. He kavanosam v'shamayim. I understand, says says the Nefesh Achayim, that their intent is good. They want to do the right thing. What they're doing, they're not what they're following through with. That's not going to bring them the light of Torah. That's not. That's not. Uh, that, that's simply not going to do what is necessary to bring about what is what what they have now. Now this is a this is a uh, uh, a side swipe, if you will. This is the beginnings of a polemic against Hasidus. That's really what he's focusing on over here. This idea of the study of Yerushalayim, of piety, of uh, of of wanting to be connected to somehow the 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 sense of awe of Hashem. This was this was a lot of this was what Hasidus first focused on. Um, it focused on the emotional aspect of Yiddishkeit. It focused on the emotional connection to the Rebbeinu through uh, greater intention, or whether, or through um, self-flagellation, or whether it was through certain levels of uh, meditation and things like that. These are things that Rebbeinu says. Rebbeinu this is not Torah. This is not what now. It may not be bittel Torah. It may not be. A, it may, may. It could be that you could not categorize such people as wasting their time as doing something which is considered taking away from the study of Torah. But the study of Torah that bring what brings the light of Torah into the world, it is not. It does not. It does not qualify for that. The Ha'emes, in truth, says says the Sifrei Musar, they have a place. They're like all the pathways of the Rebbe Hashem that are straight. <laughs> because we know in earlier generations, when they spent all of their time engaged in Torah study, they were, they were, they were fixed, implanted in the tents of the study of Medrash and Gemma Talmud with Rashi and Tosas with the different early commentators, the Shalheves Avas Torah Senach They were people that the fire of Torah burned within them, like a, like a furnace. The Avas Hashem and these people, because of their study of Torah, within them burned a tremendous desire and connection and purest connection with Hashem. All of their desire in this world was simply to bring out HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kavod, the essence of what Hashem is, and to bring honor to it and bring strength to it. And they had huge, huge followings of students and uh, righteous students, people who knew what they were doing. In order that the world be filled up with knowledge. But over the course of history, as days went on, this is the pathway of the Yitzhahara. This is what the evil inclination does to us. To start up and to bring uh, prosecutions and problems up to the Jewish people when they're doing the right thing. To implant within, within them a poison. The problem was that the students got engaged in the intellectual engagement of in what's called pilpul, which was which was the fine, sort of fine hair splitting ideas 
uh, of concepts that didn't have any practical application. And that's what they were completely engaged in. They were engaged in the intellectual pursuit simply for the sake of showing how wise, how smart, how finely you could understand something, how thin was the hair that you could split. And we already learned in the Mishnah in Pirkei im ein yira, ein chachma, without the proper awe of Hashem, without the proper respect for what it is that you're learning, without the without the engagement, Naman Hashem, for the sake of Hashem, for the purpose of truth, for arriving at the truth, not simply to show off your own wisdom and how smart you are, ein chachma, then you lose the wisdom as well. Void harbe mamori chazal and there are multiple different other mamori sayings vignettes from our teacher, from our chazal, from our, from our wise teachers that, that stop on the idea of how ter- detrimental this can be when a person gets involved in things for their own covet and they do it for their own, for their own glory and for the, for bringing out the show, promoting themselves. We'll talk about it in But because of this, he's what happened was that there was a counter movement to counter the effect of these people who were simply engaged in Torah study for the purpose of showing how smart they were. They were leaders of the generation that said, you know what, we have to go back to the old ways. We have to find a way to reconnect the Torah to bring out your Shemayim, to bring out our, our fear of heaven, to bring out our, our understanding of the awesomeness of whose Torah it is that we're studying. And as a reaction to Pilpul, right? So, so Hadurim they were looking to straighten out things to in order to uh, mend the fences, so to speak. to remove the stumbling block from in front of the people. So what did they do? They engaged in, in character development as a focus. They focused on character development. They focused on teaching people how to train themselves to do the right things. And they wrote multiple books focusing on the awesomeness of Hashem and humility and to trying to bring people back in line with a, with a correct perspective. That when they study Torah, it should be not just a promotion of your own smartness, not just a not just a, a, an intellectual pursuit of hair splitting, of hair splitting and and building towers that stand on air that that, that has no basis. The fact of the matter is that anyone who's wise enough to see and understands that that was a reactionary movement, they'll know for themselves, the intent of these great people, when they wrote these books about Musar and they wrote about, they talked about focusing on, on your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and meditating and feeling, feeling closer, feeling closer and feeling sense, a sense of humility and taking away from what, from what self-promotion, they were, their intent was never to downgrade a person's engagement in actual Torah itself. They never intended that you should be fully engaged only in their sifra, in their musasfarim, in their correction, 
in their corrections that they were writing about how a person is to bring about a a a, uh, a straightening out of one's own character traits. They had a desirable intent, which was that the main focus of Torah study should be you should focus on studying the actual texts, not on the hair-splitting differences and not on understanding how one thing connects to another thing, connects to the other thing, but learn the text itself. Know what the text says. Be aware of the halachos. Be aware of the construct. And the many practical applications. That's the body of Torah. That's what they wanted you to come to realize. And in doing so, you should engage in that, in a process in which Yeras Hashem is manifest throughout. So what you had was like was this. What he's pointing out from a historical perspective was you had a movement <clears throat> this happened, let's say, uh, um, over the years, especially in the Eastern European Jewry, in the in the early parts of the 16th century, there developed a method of Torah study called pilpul. Pilpul engaged the students in mental gymnastics, literally. And the more, the better you were at the mental gymnastics, the more glory, the more covered was it was accorded to you, and the more you would understand. But understand that that type of hair-splitting mental gymnastics was great for developing a fine-tuned mind. It's great for developing an, a, a sense of an ability to observe and to and to and to clarify. But then it has that 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 mental strength, that exercise has to pay off so that that's applied to the actual study of Torah. And what was happening was that was getting lost. That aspect of Torah study was going on. People weren't applying it practically. They were simply sticking to the mental gymnastic aspects and going further and further and further afield. And they build these huge constructs that were useless, practically useless in terms of practical application. There was no, there was nothing to be said about them. So, as a reaction to that, came along some people. This is who he's referring to. As a, the, the, first of all, that left behind your average person, your average person that didn't have the mental capability to be able to engage in that kind, that type of uh, acrobatics got left behind and was and was completely floored and flummoxed and didn't get any benefit, didn't see any practical application of Torah study, which was the vast majority of people. So came along another group of people, which were, which essentially, I'm filling you in, there would be the Hasidic masters, who said, this is not what this is not the way you connect, excuse me, this is not the way you connect to Hashem. You don't have to be brilliant to connect to the Yibar Hashem. You don't have to be able to do mental gymnastics to connect to the Yibar Hashem. You don't have to be able to say, pull him and build powers and towers and have all of this, this vast uh, uh, intellect, excuse me, intellectual discussion. You have to have a connection to the Yibar Hashem. You have to meditate on the fact that Hashem is here in your world. You have to live your life joyously within His presence you don't have to be the the uh, the professor, the, the person up there in that in that academic ivory tower who has a grasp on so all these different things and can and can make all these different chilukim they were called um, in order to be able to impress in Torah. No, you you can be a simple person. All you have to meditate upon is your connection to the Rebbe and their connection to God, and then you have to be present in your life, and then you have to see that He really cares about you, and you dress Hashem b'simcha. You should serve Hashem with joy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that too got out of hand because that then became the focus became not on Limanatari either. And that's a mistake also because as long as there's no Limanatari, you haven't corrected. 
Now we've switched completely to the opposite. First, we went all the way down the road of Chimukim and, and Chakiros and, and Pilpulim, etc. And now, now the, 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 the pendulum has swung in the other direction. And now all we're interested is in Yerushimayim. And everything is upside down. What was, what was supposed to be high has been tossed into the mud. Now you have people who think that the all, all of life is about studying Musr and studying Yira and studying Yerushamayim. That's what a person is here to do. He's here to create and forge a bond with his creator, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore he has to study these books all the time. Because these are things that inflame the passions. They got a person excited. Through that, a person will overcome his heart's desires, break down his, 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 his physical drives, and will straighten him out with, with the correct type of midos. But what happens to the crown of Torah in this, in this whole pursuit for moral, spiritual perfection? What happens to Torah itself, to the study of Torah, the wisdom of Torah, the halachos of the Torah? What happens to all of that? Munach B'Karen Zavis, it gets abandoned in the corner. says, with my own eyes, I saw the Palach there was one city, I was in a little village, this became so Prevalent. This study, this this focus on meditation and on tefillah and on an exciting relationship with Hashem, right? All of that, so much so, so that in the majority of the bate medrash, the study halls in that city, ain't by him All I could find in there was sifrei musar. I could find chari tshuva, chavis halavavos, and the sifrei chasidus. All these things I could find. But there wasn't one single full set of the Talmud in the whole city. These people are blind. That their hearts should see and understand. That's not what the Rebbe Hashem wants from you. That's not what Hashem wants from you to be osik, to perfect your character traits, just your character traits alone, but not to be osik in his Torah. The way they're going, they're going to have, they're not going to have any leadership that's going to know any halacha, that's going to be able to tell them what's halacha and yalcha shabbos, what's mukta and what's not mukta, what's malacha and what's not, what's work and what's not considered work, what are you allowed to do, what are you not, they're not going to have anyone that knows these things. What will happen to the Torah? So there has to be a balance. Therefore, who can hold back from saying something, from correcting this, this crooked path? To declare amongst the Jewish people, to those that are, are truly fearers, have lived in all of their version, and they give, they attach a certain importance, a certain level of understanding to our to explain to people what it means to actually follow in the pathway of Torah. That's important. The people should know that. Woe is us on the day of judgment. Woe is us on the day of rebuke. If we will, if they'll, if they'll come to us and say, where, why didn't you study my Torah? 
be there to demand the embarrassment of his Torah that it doesn't get studied. Therefore, says let me explain to you the value of engaging in Talmud Torah, engaging in the study of Torah altruistically. What does it mean to be altruistic? What does it mean lishma for its own sake? Because this too has fallen prey to become the fruit of those that have been misinformed um, though, and, and are no longer engaged in the study of Torah. Because they think that lishma means, what does it mean to do something altruistically? What does it mean to do it for the sake of the Torah? You know what Lishma means? Lishma means to do it, to shuckle hard when you do it, to shake your body and to shake your head and to close your eyes tight and to have strong feelings. That's what Lishma means. Lishma means to be fire. It means to be, to be engaged in it. That's, that's, that's good enough for Lishma. Could you have anything that's sicker than that? That they think that if I sit and study Torah intellectually, I put my hand on my head and I think quietly without a loud singing and yelling and shaking and said trembling and all the rest of that, that that's nothing. It serves no purpose. And because of that, what it brings to, it brings to is when they see themselves not fired up in their learning, not engaged by fully emotionally engaged, that their, their study of Torah has to be consistently with that type of fire, they're not going to learn at all. Because if I'm not learning with that fire, I'm not learning what they call in Yiddish, that bren, that sense of being engaged, fully engaged, and, and, and yelling, and etc., right? What's the purpose? And that Torah becomes completely lost. The, the sense... The taste for Torah is, is diluted. What I'm going to explain to you, says Rechaim Valajner, is I'm going to explain to you the intrinsic benefit of Torah study. Regardless of how you're feeling or how you connect to it emotionally or what you're, how much you meditated about or anything else. And what the benefits are for the person that actually engages properly in the study of Torah, meaning properly, meaning that he's doing it. And for that for that reason, I'm going to be necessary for me to quote for you multiple different sources in Chazal, in Midrashim, and in Zayar, and the, and the Midrashim, and in the Gemara, through which... They speak about Niflos Mailos Hatayra Hakadosha. They talk about the wonderful level benefits, the wonderful elevation that is our holy Torah. And anyone who engages in its study, the study alone, the Gaidal Skara and the tremendous reward that comes from studying it, and the punishment for wasting time and not studying it. Hagam. I'm going to quote all of these ideas, despite the fact that you've heard them all before, and you know all of them. You already, this, I'm not telling you anything new. Nevertheless, I have gathered them together in this following paragraphs, in the following chapters, 
to fan the flames of the hearts of those who wish to engage in or to be to be connected to the Ramashams Torah, to explain to them that the Torah in and of itself has a quality. The Torah in and of itself is by just just by very dint of its very being engages you and inflames your neshama. These people who want to bask in the shadow of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the shadow of the higher power, this is the Torah that they have to learn, and this is this. these are the reasons why they have to engage in it. Okay, Hashem, we will continue this discussion next week. Um, the Hemshech of what he has to say with regard to the cover, the inner cover, the inner dimension of honor, of what Torah really is, and how it really can be be to our benefit. Okay? A wonderful Shabbos, Thank you. everybody. We'll see you in tomorrow night. There's no Parsha here. Unfortunately, I'm on the road, so there will not be a Parsha here tomorrow night. Okay? Right. I'll try to record one and put it onto my onto my uh, podcast, but uh, I'll, I'll put it out there if I'm successful. Okay? Thank you. Can I please ask a question before I hang up? Of course.